Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know how much I love it? <laughs> no, I don't. For, for those of you who might not know, just to be transparent, we, we've been talking off air for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I've been wanting to tell you exactly this for the past couple of days. You, I love you, man. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. And, and I want to talk about this for a second. So the fact that you were the first guest on After Party means so much to me and Jay. And I think Jay talked a little bit about this on air with you. Okay. But we were like so lucky to have you around to podcast with because <laughs> you're so much fun to podcast with, but I think you're fun for the listener. And I I didn't know that I was going to listen to that full after party with you and Jay, but I did just because I felt like I was sitting there with you, hanging out with you. Like, And I think that's what podcasting is. But damn it, I love you so much, and I've been just <laughs> looking forward to so much recording this episode with you. It's crazy. I am so glad you were the person that has watched the boys like I have. So number one, how dare you start this this way? Uh, but number two, I got a tweet uh, notification out of the blue. So to set the stage for all of you listeners, my name is Brando, and Snelling and I haven't talked for six months. <laughs> <laughs> And then all of a sudden, and when we do talk, it's typically just, you know, we just shit talk each other. Yeah. And uh, so, and it's fun. And that's always been our relationship. Right. And so I get a tweet notification two days ago, and it's Ryan saying some very nice things that I don't know how to respond to. (laughs) Uh, And so I saw it, and I just liked it the first day because I was like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) When is the shoe going to drop? Like... Brando is my favorite person to podcast with. I hope he dies of diabetes, uh, or you know whatever was going to come. Next. You're waiting for you were waiting for an insult to bookend the one hundred percent. Yeah, and when it didn't come, I was like, "Well, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me." Yeah, and uh, it's an honor to be to have been on uh, Sight and Sound. It's an honor to have been on uh, After Party, and now it's an honor to be on Watch Me, Watch Me. Watch Ryan. Watch media. Watch the okay, world. Okay, first of all, the 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 brand, the name, me. I'm Watch Ryan, and this That's right. is Watch Diary. Watch Diary. That's the name of this podcast. Do you that you're keep on right a now. diary? No, and I've been wanting to do use this <laughs> term or name for a long time. Like it was initially going to be another show on Schmoes No or Movie House, 
and uh, but here we are. It just kind of happened, you know. Yeah, and so now you are the CEO, the president, the janitor, all of it for yeah. this new media conglomerate that you're building. Well, I live in Arizona now, so I'm El Presidente. <laughs> but yes, I am all those things uh, for this podcast feed. I'm I'm large and in charge. And how do you feel about that? Great. But I don't, I don't have to go through all that because the listeners have heard me, and I, I know you listened to the Update podcast. So. You know I did. Yeah. Of course I did. Because I was uh, like, when's he going to say my name? It, it, we're, <laughs> we're doing this so casually, and that is the point, and I love it. But if if you guys don't know, like you said, your name is Brando. We go way back. Brando right. was a huge contributor to the Sight and Sound podcast feed. He was the third wheel. Uh, he was the co-host of the music show, and he talked TV, which qualifies him to talk about the boys here on Watch Diary. He talked right. a lot of TV with me, and uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just really glad to be podcasting with you again. And I'm hopefully looking forward to seeing you soon. You said you don't think you're going to be back home on Thanksgiving? Dude, no. I work for the church. So uh, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Thing? No, but I'm sure, like, my wife works at a hospital. She's not going to get off. Mm. They're going to work her. Yeah, okay. You're right. So, but no, I was in Kentucky not too long ago and did not see Jay. Right. I heard that. Yeah. But you should be he, ashamed uh, of yourself. <laughs> I, I'm not, but I, oh. that's fair. I lack shame, obviously. <laughs> Me too. It's all good. <laughs> in my life. But yeah, uh, if you were lucky enough to have followed along with Sight and Sound uh, back in the day. Ryan and I covered a show. Uh, <laughs> we covered uh, Castle Rock yeah, and uh, a few others. But Castle Rock comes to mind because one of my favorite interactions with you ever <laughs> is <laughs> right after the season finale. <laughs> and we talked about it yeah. on the phone and just laughed for so long. <laughs> Uh, that's did. one of my favorite memories with you. And my other favorite memory with you is when you called and you said, so how are you doing? <laughs> and we both bust out laughing. Cause that's not the kind of relationship you and I had. Right. Uh, though we, you know, there's general care that you're doing well, but it was never something like, like it felt sincere, but also that you did not care at all. <laughs> And so we literally laughed for five minutes about that. And that's one of my favorite Ryan Snelling memories. I love that, too. That's oh, great. Amazing. Well, let's make so, more memories. Let's do it. Like I said, I, I found out through the grapevine you were watching this show. And I felt like I, I felt like I was the only one that was caught up, which is odd to say because I was like almost a year behind on the first season but once right once i binged all the first season i couldn't get enough of it and um i did have the discipline to wait until all two all season two episodes were available so there were like five or six weeks that i had to deal with seeing boys uh, reactions and tweets and shit like that but um i did just binge it this past week you said that you you were binging it all right and one like That's sitting right. or one week or whatever yeah, it was basically like a week. Uh, my wife works nights, so as soon as she goes to work and my kids are in bed, it's daddy time. Yeah. And so I watched all of season one, I think in like two days, because I was just addicted. And then season two came out, and then I got caught up, and so I had to wait every Friday. And it's the most frustrating 
stupid experience yeah. because they don't have to do it that way. And I have no patience for that kind of thing anymore because we cut the cord and so everything is on demand all the time. Right. But, uh, yeah. man, I looked forward to every Friday and watching and seeing what was going to happen. Uh, l- yeah, great experience. That might be like an overused talking point at this point when it comes to talking about television. But it's actually insanely relevant that you bring that up about the boys. Because when Amazon dropped the first three episodes in one week, everybody petitioned and said that the boys should be a a show that's released all at once. Which is Mm -hmm. like, we know exactly the reason why they do it while they do it. Because they have buzz for weeks at a time instead of one week. And that's why The Mandalorian does it, and that's why I think we're going to see more shows do it, uh, leaving the Netflix binge model. But, yeah, I I just thought that was so interesting that that had to come from a place of, like, we just love this thing so damn much. And I want to know what your first impression of The Boys was. Like, why did it take you a bit, like me, to actually get into it? I mean, it sounds like we had the exact same experience. took forever. Once we finally gave ourselves to it, we just could not get enough because it was just so entertaining and fun to watch right that's right yeah it was uh i i didn't watch season one the wrong <laughs> so this is how terrible of a person i am i'm gonna the wrong hate people, what comes out of your mouth the wrong people were praising it <laughs> and so oh okay it's it's the exact reason i didn't go see the dark knight when it came out okay. or batman begins in theaters because the wrong people were like it's the greatest thing I, don't, I don't know why i thought you were going to say that you accidentally started with the second season and had to go back to the first that's no. not at all what you were going to say but no and i'm so against and this is going to piss off a, a large part of your audience but marvel netflix stuff sucked so bad and all superhero tv shows are so terrible (laughs) that i could not do it i tried like all the marvel stuff and it was just not for me daredevil was the closest right and then it just carried on and on and on and the dude from full metal jacket didn't off himself and so i yeah I, i couldn't get into it but then uh, the boys, I thought, number one, j- just on initial, like, first episode in, I'm like, this looks great. Yeah. Um, but also, I was nervous about it because it came out on Amazon. Mm. And I don't trust Amazon yet. You know, Bezos got his hand in my pocket. And he keeps trying to sell me extra large clothes made in China yeah. that are in no way uh, of any hope that I would fit into them. So I don't trust the bees. Uh, and yeah, I thought, you know, to take a chance on this when we have things like the Umbrella Academy, which I thought was okay. But uh, yeah, it got, this is the best, or, or I thought from the first episode, I was more hooked on this than I had any of the previous like superhero shows. Right. And if I remember correctly, this actually came out right around the time the Umbrella Academy did. And that one was like mm-hmm. way more on ra- my radar. I do remember Prime Video pushing the shit out of the boys. And I thought it was right. the most random thing because I just didn't have any context for what it was. And for those of you who are wondering, I have no context or knowledge of the pre-existing material, the graphic novel or comic book series, whatever it is that this is based on. I, I literally know nothing about it and have no clue what's like true to the book, what they, you know, I, I, yeah. I just genuinely don't know any of that stuff and I don't feel like I have only, to, but. Only nerds know that stuff. 
<laughs> and it's fine, but you got to realize, like, it's niche, right? Yeah. Like, don't don't try and act like, oh, this guy doesn't know about the well, boys. Not not only do I feel like I don't need, I, it's fine that I don't know about that, but I I don't know why. Let me just say this: I, I haven't been able to talk to anybody about this, or and I don't tweet about stuff nearly as much as I used to. So this is—I'm so glad I had this platform now to make this take. I think the boys might be the worst named TV show that I'm a fan of. I think hmm. I, I think the title is terrible, and I want to know what your take is on that. I, I don't care at all <laughs> that it's true to the book. If I'm assuming the book is very similar, and I just have to assume it's probably a terrible title for the book too. But maybe the book justifies it even more so. I, I've just I, I've just I don't care. Just something I observed, really. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't thought about it. Names don't. I mean, now that I am thinking about it, the boys does not give you any insight into what it is until later but you know what it's better than it's better than uh the hawk and the other guy hawk and avenger Dove? show the avenger show that's going to come out what's it called falcon and oh falcon arms. and the winter soldier yeah falcon and arms guy like that's a worse title than the boys no so no, no. all right no it isn't <laughs> It it's, is. It's literally in the exact same spirit as Iron Man or any other Marvel movie. It's just the Supergirl. name of the character. It's a terrible name for a show. We're moving on. Why from would this. you ever watch a show called Supergirl? We're moving on from this because our listeners are pissed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just gave, no, I, I, I gave that. you that take. You're the first person to hear that take. I really depended on you, and you just went that awful direction. Well, so you watch awful things sometimes, so don't raise no. your voice. You need to back off. Okay, I think and... we just deduced that it is a bad, uh, poorly Yeah, it's not show. great. Okay. What would and you call it? Boys and Chicks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Dixie Chicks? Dixie Boys? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know, but I just think the boys literally says nothing about it, and there's also just a lot of women in it. <laughs> so... I mean, there's a woman in the group that I guess is called the boys. Kimoka. That's right. There's two women. And it's led by a woman. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So silly. Anyway, that, I was just having some fun. But um let's talk let's talk about Boys and Chicks season two. Okay. I think that Homelander encompasses everything. Like he is just so insanely watchable like he is what this show is so much and that makes me so impressed and i guess i'm kind of bringing in like season one reactions into this but the gentleman who plays uh, homelander anthony Starr, that dude Mark paul gossard is great and yeah. i've never seen him before in my life but this dude just kind of like kicked in the door out of nowhere and he is the show he really is like it, he encompasses everything good about it and uh, I mean, I just I just wanted to get that out of the way. He's he's such a good character because anytime he's on screen, I'm nervous. Yes, and and that's a good sign of like. But I still rooted for him, like in a weird way, like I want to see his demise. Right. But at the same time, when things would threaten, like him or his son, I'm like, oh no. Um. I but yeah, I like I th- that. I like that you said that because I agree. It's not. 
I don't have the relationship with Homelander that I do with, say, Walter White, where it's like super blurry. That antihero sure. idea. It's it's less blurry, so it's more of That's like right. it's more of like, yeah, I do get mad at him, and I do want to hate him, and then I'm just kind of thinking in the back of my mind, like I'm explaining it. Yeah, I know that he grew up poorly, but it's like it's not me like flip-flopping if that makes sense like i can recognize right. it but it it doesn't so it is a it's a little bit more of a sharper line with homelander but he he still is that and it's just like fun to watch like you said you're nervous you don't know what's going to happen yeah. every time he's on screen and that is just that's an amazing quality yeah and his he looks so much like a grown-up zach morris <laughs> that i'm still shocked they didn't get zach but i'm so glad because this dude i think he's a nobody or he's, or was a nobody. I, I think he's uh, been on a lot of no name TV shows. Yeah, yeah. From what I can so, tell, a nobody. <laughs> and he, uh, he he is stunning to watch. I love his character. I love um, just the mind games and how he can easily manipulated he is because of his ego or whatever. Um, I just thought it was a really interesting take on a villain that you rooted for but maybe that's too strong a word right like maybe i cared about what with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It happened to him because of his, now his son and knowing his like upbringing. Yeah. But other than that, he's just diabolical and I couldn't get enough. And that makes, that makes the characters around him that much more important to like really nail down and get right because they, they all have to be different. And that's why I was a little bit worried about losing Elizabeth shoe from the first season, just because that was a relationship that I like love to watch. Because if you're equally, if you're nervous about Homelander being on screen, you have to be equally nervous about the other character in terms of either like right. their safety like how they react to him doing something crazy or or what they could do to cause it like it, it right. like I said, it makes every character opposite him that much more interesting and that's why going into season 2 uh, I was a little bit worried about losing that relationship but thank god they got Aya Cash who's equally great as as Stormfront those characters are super important um everything everybody opposite him so it's 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 actually working out because I really did enjoy uh, Stormfront in the series as well, and sort of what she represented. Um, I, I'm curious to know how you feel about it because there's a lot of like obvious comparisons and parallels to our real world, and obviously this stuff is fresh in our mind. Um, I, I don't, I never know how you're going to take that, so I'm curious to know how you feel about that angle. What angle? Like, do I like Stormfront? No, no, not not so much. Like, do you like her character? But just like did you welcome her as a villain and, and appreciate her dynamic into the, for the show? Oh, for sure. I thought it was really good writing. And initially she bugged the crap out of me Yeah, because she was so annoying and she was such a like, what's up guys? I'm on Instagram. Uh, and it just, 
it just bothered me because she was trying to be edgy, but it was so cringy to watch her try to be edgy. Right. Because you've met people like that, right? That, yeah. like, refuse to go along with no- – you you are kind of like this. You refuse <laughs> to go along with accepted norms yeah. and just do whatever you want to do. I have, I have a great example. I'm helping your argument here. I have a great example. This okay. past week, I bought a pair of AirPods, <laughs> and it's the first – Apple product I've bought in at least 15 years. Yeah. You're yeah. late to the game. On what? purpose. And did you just say, <laughs> did you just say AirPods? No, I said AirPods. AirPods. Um, yeah, so she she really annoyed me, and I didn't start liking her, mm. her character, until the reveal that she was evil. <laughs> and then I was like, all in. You fell in love with that Nazi, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, not the Nazi aspect, but like just her angle and how manipulative she was and how like she grabbed, you know, Homelander by the gonads. Right. And made her do made him do whatever she wanted him to. Yeah. And then to turn out like the Nazi angle was hel- like hilarious in a way, not like I'm glad that she was a Nazi, <laughs> but just like it was such like that that was released to the tabloids that that moment just made me gleeful yeah and like so happy that that really happened and you know she's trying to do this turnabout and she becomes the you know because it it also shows how stupid the public is yeah and uh and it's so realistic because if this would have happened it would have went exactly this way you know a new woman shows up right now you know women's power and i think it's i think that part of it is great but to be so blinded by that that when you find out something like horrendous like for example let's let's talk about cardi b okay <laughs> cardi b drugged and robbed people and people are just like women's empowerment yeah <laughs> rob those men get them um and i want to be like no i cardi b's fine okay wop i'm all supportive but at the same time, like, let's at least say, yeah, that was bad that she drugged yeah. and robbed people. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I, I get I, – I just thought the writing of her character was so good, and I hated her so well, but I, I couldn't wait to see what she did next. Right. Um, same with Homelander, except for, like, she was dragging Homelander around by the, I don't know, penis because yeah. of all the air sex they had. Right. Speaking of penis – <laughs> the guy with the 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 elongated uh, penis is a is a superpower in a sage grove or whatever. Mm-hmm. This this piece of the show of that particular episode, it, it it was one of those cases where you're watching something on your television and someone you know, like a friend or family, happens to walk in at the worst opportune time, like a sex scene when you're watching a movie. So my friend, yeah. my friend walked into the room as I'm watching the show, and I'm like, "Oh, it's the boys. I love the show." Blah 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 blah. The next thing that happens is that dude's cock enters that door window and starts strangling mother's milk, and and he just, I just had to look at him like, "I'm sorry." Like it was like I got caught watching gay porn or something. It was crazy. Yeah. That happened to me on the road, except for it was worse. I had my windows down, and I was listening to the last podcast on the left. Mm-hmm. 
And there is a moment where they're making fun of a Nazi. <laughs> and so the guy's going, Heil Hitler, you know, and saying all this stuff. And I look over. Your pastor's and the in next, the car? No. I look over and the next car is just like staring through me. <laughs> and it was so, because I couldn't say anything. I'm like, it's a podcast. Because that doesn't help. It doesn't explain. Right. It's a joke. That doesn't help either. I, I was hoping, nothing I could say. I was hoping you'd say like you turn to the left and your pastor. <laughs> from your church it was like in the car. Beside, oh that yeah that which, would not have been good which is another thing i'd like to bring up i know we're kind of going all over the place but it kind of just right. came to mind how much this show and i i legitimately was thinking about you watching the show how much it this. picks on religion and oh, evangelicals yeah. and i'm I feel like I know how you feel about that but you definitely sprung to mind because they've it's been a huge part of both seasons yeah, I think the whole star girl element in the Christians, like one hundred percent that is Starlight, exactly. but that's fine. Star girl, starlight, rainbow bright. Show some goddamn uh, respect. <laughs> she's amazing. Great yeah, character. She is great. Uh it's so realistic. I mean, these festivals that these Christians throw. So I'm a Christian. I'm a worship leader at a church that welcomes everyone. We're affirming, that's right. And uh this, the way they p- pick on Christianity, sh- someone in that show is close to it. Had to have been to all these like terrible festivals where it's all about money. Did you know Chick Fil A is involved with Ichthus, which yeah. is a festival in Kentucky, because of money? Yeah. Okay. Like it's not about. If it was about reaching God, those tickets wouldn't be two hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's right. about money. Right. Did you that know that said, this show was produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, by the way? Well, I don't know who Evan Goldberg is. It's been his writing a producer partner, like wrote super bad with him all the way up until now. Oh, okay. Well, I saw Seth uh Rogan's name and I'm just glad he's not in the show yet. Um you know, that little laugh that he has. I love Seth Rogen. I think he's genius, except for Sausage Party or whatever that movie was called. Right. What a waste of two hours. Anyway, uh, hour and a half. Uh, I think that, yeah, it was just really well done. The way they made fun of Christians was so funny in that show. The way the mom is, like, manipulating to get, like, that's how everyone becomes a star. Right. No one just gets discovered anymore okay you have to spend thousands of dollars to get your foot in the door to be in one of those like quote unquote christian rock star things right that being said i love the lord in the church but (laughs) the whole like marketing merchandise because some like person with terrible views on race (laughs) and like sex and gender and whatever is making millions of dollars a year selling Christians these stupid trinkets. Right. And, you know, they just, they nailed it in uh, in the show. Just 100% out, out of the ballpark. Even down to, like, where they had to spend money to go meet the pastor in that little tent. So weird, that stuff happens. Right. Ah! I guess it was less about Christianity in this season, but again, like, this idea of, like, organized re- religion and... Honestly, just how it can easily manipulate and brainwash people. I mean, right? That that's the the, and it's even better that it's kind of happening to the deep because that's the other thing I'm kind of worried about. 
what what they do with the deep in in both seasons is literally teetering on it being so good and funny and enjoyable and it's such an interesting weird break from everything else going on in the show that it works 100% versus it just completely collapsing and being a waste of time. Right. Like, I, I, I feel that. And I always love it and appreciate it and find myself being like, oh, but it could go insanely wrong if they if they take a wrong turn with that. You know, I feel like deep is like a, I don't I don't know what I, I'm not saying it would ruin the show, but I'm saying that that's just such a weird, interesting thing that's working, I think, right now. But it might not always last. Yeah, it shows how stupid he is <laughs> and like. Like that he so it's basically like what what are they supposed to be like the Scientologists yeah of the yeah so yeah I just when at the end of the season when they decide to go with A Train instead of spoiler um, A Train instead of the Deep for obvious reasons uh, it was just so quick how he was like I hate that person right. I love that person. Um, and it's just show like he's so desperate for that stardom, uh, that he'll do anything. So I hope it gets even more ridiculous, uh, next season. If there is one, do you know, is there? Yeah, there is. It's about to start filming soon, I think, but there definitely is one without a doubt. Good. Yeah. But yeah, the deep is hilarious. Uh, tortured character, (laughs) terrible person. He's basically lamplighter. Right. But without confidence. That's the other thing that I love so much about this show is that we've talked about how it relates. This show is like so many things. It's capitalism. It's yeah. It's megalomania. It is um, about child stars or like being famous, like that kind of thing. I mean, it is about a lot, <laughs> and it's right. Billy Joel. You know. Um. <laughs> It's it's so much is happening, and then I th- I think that's why I always favor the stuff with the deep. It's because it's just like, yes, this is how somebody in this situation might be. Uh, we finally right. get to not only see, and it's not unique. Like we're watching somebody being a little self conscious about their appearance because of their powers. I mean, that's all over like X Men. So, so it's like, but it's that, but it's also like being replaced in a group and just seeing what happens. He he is what happens to a superhero when you can't be a superhero anymore, essentially. Um, right, and it's it's great, and uh, that's why I'm loving every minute of it because there's just always so much. I think there's always so much going on thematically with every single scene. I mean, I just think it's always engaging in that way, and the deep is just another great example of that. Yeah, and if you're watching the show and you think that if you were in this universe, you might be <clears throat> Butcher or you might be Homelander, you're not. You're the Deep. Like, you are you are not a main character in this story. You are the guy who gets Patton Oswalt to voice his gills. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I was thinking of, like, during those, because those scenes are insane. Right. And, uh... I just loved how they handled uh, those, you know, because the show is so heavy in so many ways. The way they use comedy is just brilliant because it's not just superhero related, but it's just actually funny, which is, you know, and it's not funny like blockbuster funny. It's actually funny. You know, it's not like Iron Man shoots somebody and he's like, 
you know, he makes a face and he's like, hur, hur. Right. and then everybody's like, genius. It's uh, it's actual jokes, so it's it's been a lot of fun. I 100% agree. I think one of the the things I was most excited about seeing is how they tell us about uh, what's her face and what's his face. Why? That's did so I just... helpful. <laughs> That's the most helpful statement. <laughs> what's uh, his face and what's his face? Uh, Billy's wife and Homelander's son. Uh, yeah, every, that was maybe the the biggest cliffhanger from last year, and what I was most looking forward to. And i I think that the ending, and I guess the I, I guess we should have said that there are going to be spoilers in this conversation. Maybe I don't have to directly outwardly say what happens, but the most shocking moment at the end of the finale has to do with that storyline and plot, and it right. affected me so much. And it just sold me on how they brought that to screen this season. Um, I was a little bit, well, I was concerned just like you're always concerned, but I think it totally works. I don't get nervous at stuff like that typically um, with those scenarios because they're just, I'm typically I'm not as invested in the characters. Yeah. But knowing that little boy's story and seeing Stormfront with that little boy or going after the mom and then that boy you know, I'm just going to say it so if you don't want to hear it stop it right now uh, when the boy like murders <laughs> uh, both his mom accidentally and Stormfront basically yeah, it was I was so nervous that something else was going to happen I thought he that little boy's going to watch his mom die right. and then that little boy's going to become a villain um, but I was so invested in that moment that I'm like, you know, I don't like to get up out of my chair, but I was out of my chair, like freaking out at what was going to happen. I, it was like, uh, uh, Chris Clark watching a horror movie. Uh, I was freaking out over nothing. Uh, and then th- the way they handled it, like the pacing of that. Um, it really felt like a finale. Oftentimes in shows like this, they don't give you something like that. Right. Uh, or at least not not in the way that I would care about. Um, and so it was just really well done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And something else in that moment, the effects in this show are so well done, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think anybody, like, it, it, it beats the pants off of, like, anything in The Flash that I saw in the two episodes I watched. Um, or any of the other, like, Marvel stuff. I think it definitely has a bigger budget than those shows, so it's totally. not a fair you know, comparison, but my God, everything looked great. When Homelander got pissed and off that crowd yeah. <laughs> in his like fantasy, um, I just thought, man, this is exactly what I want. Um, and it just looked great. 
Yeah, I've always been super surprised with like the real world elements that end up. Uh, probably more uh, special effects and visual, or vice versa. I'm sorry, visual effects with special, uh, whatever. The and more in camera practical stuff. Like okay. when you watch, for instance, in the first season where Maeve, Queen Maeve, scoops in and uh, stops the like bank truck from driving in the street. Like it's, yeah. it's like how we're introduced to that character. And the way that that truck crumbles, it looks like it's actually happening to a truck, and it's like kind of like encompassing her as it like drives through her and it was like one of the best looking things i'd seen like that like ever not just in on television uh, i've right. been i've been kind of blown away by a lot of the effects it's so, what's weird too is that th- the way that this is colored corrected it looks like the way that a lot of like cheap youtube short films that i've seen look like it's overly sure. like teal you know and it's like like it's not like subtly cold. It's like, oh, this person colored this frame to look cold, kind of thing. That's right. Um, and, and that's what I find that so interesting because it's like I can tell, but it it is the quality is so above that that I don't always think about it, and uh, everything else around it looks so good. Like, but I just it's weird that it has that relationship. To, yeah, it's because David Fincher exists, and people <laughs> are trying to people are trying to do David Fincher on a budget. I mean, it's like um, David Fincher makes everything else look like shit. So, yeah, I I don't know. I thought I thought the color grading in the show is excellent. I thought the costumes even like yes, they felt out of place, but you didn't. I don't know. It's like sometimes in DC movies, especially when you see their outfits and their costumes, it'll take you out of it because you're like, no one would ever wear that. Yeah. But for some reason, as stupid as A-Train's outfit is, and it's so stupid. It is stupid. And it's so stupid that they call him A-Train. Yeah, it's um, it, But it, I don't know. I just believe it because they're touted as this government corporate thing rather than being on their own. Right. And for some reason, that makes it more believable. But I thought they, they looked great. I believed every second of it when I'm watching it. Um, Me the, too. From the story of the V, Compound V, like that wasn't just, <clears throat> you know, that's such a overplayed or played out, you know, the secret of the ooze with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's basically the same thing. But then when you found out they're giving it to babies, like every element of the show didn't take me out of it. Right. The only thing that took me out of the show so far was uh, when they're having the air sex. And I was like, this is silly because <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't do it here. You'd go outside right? Uh, and let it, yeah, it's just gross rain <laughs> on some poor Brooklyn person. I don't well, know. Well, that's what happens to whoever's standing underneath uh, Homelander when he's beating off outside. At the end, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was stupid. I did not, I don't like how they wrapped that up um, with Homelander just being beaten no pun intended uh, by uh, who was it? Uh, stop. No, it was Queen Maeve. Yeah. Um, just beaten by her without like, cause he, he could have easily just like offed her right there and took her phone. Um, so I didn't totally like buy the ending of the, the season with Homelander's character and arc, but, and then to have him like, I can do whatever I want. You know, while pleasuring himself, right? 
that that whole thing felt a little silly and out of character, but he doesn't have a tether anymore. You know, yeah. he's not tethered to Stormfront. He's not tethered to uh, Oh Girl, who he blew her head up. Elizabeth I can't Shue, remember yeah. her name. Elizabeth Shue, yeah. So he's untethered, so maybe that makes sense, but I did find that, like, when that happened, I was like, this is dumb. I think it totally but, makes sense. I, I'm, I'm going the opposite way on that. I um, is, is that what you would do? Yes. <laughs> would do or have done yeah would do again yeah we'll um, do again most definitely so why do you why do you believe that well i mean you said it yourself i mean i just think that he i i, I really think it's a breakdown is what it is mm. i mean it's i i think it's like great. him trying to reassure like reassure himself because he's on the edge and that's exactly what we're gonna see next year it's him not that there haven't been these moments of course because he can be just a, a psychopath but yeah. we're gonna we're gonna see him break because at least he had like some bit of loyalty to uh, Vought. It's always been a question. I mean, he's been questioning Vought's intentions the entire time, of course. But um, he's always had some sort of loyalty to w- what the overall scope is for his position, and and you know he still like openly lies about stuff. Yeah, you know, like. At any point, he could drop the facade, but so far on camera, he's always on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, but there's nothing making him do that now. Right. Because people don't trust Vought. Um, people don't trust, you know, the story of the Seven. You know, once that stuff started breaking down and he has no more tethers yeah. to keep him sane, I hope we get total devastation. I hope we get that scene of him clearing out that crowd of protesters. I want to see him just be like, no, you're going to do what I said because I'll kill you if you don't. That that kind of thing has to have happened like prior to him being killed off the show or something. Because... Like if that wasn't a vision, if that wasn't just a vision, and he actually did that, I would one hundred percent bet that he dies in the season finale. Because what do you what do you do from that point? It, it has yeah. to be it has to be an ending either for his character or for the show. Because yeah. how how can you convincingly write and show us how the world would react to it? Because what you're going to put more heroes up against them, but like we're kind of led to believe that nobody can mess with them. So like it would just be an insanely hard thing to do and expect him or the show to continue on. Like it like, because I just don't know what that is. Yeah, but, but I want to see it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I just feel like if as soon as gotcha. I see a, a scene like that, I'm going to think, oh, he's biting the dust this year, or it's just the end of the show. Yeah, but no, yeah, no Homelander, no show. Right. Oh God. Because yeah. I mean, this are we supposed is, this to care be, about Howie? The, Huey, first of all, but I guess you just made your own Harold. <laughs> like that character, I just I hate him. I don't know why. Uh, I think he's great, actually. He's a great actor, but like I hate his face, and I hate um, because he looks like Dwight Schrute. Uh, well, yeah, I hate I hate how he responds to every decision he makes in the show. I'm like, would have done that differently. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, you got Butcher and Mother's Milk. Um, that whole cast of characters is interesting because I don't find them interesting. Um, yeah. Mother's Milk is a throwaway character. Uh, number one, that's the dumbest name I've ever heard. I also just am not sure exactly why they, like, I, I, I just want to know specifically how he, how it is that he got there. That's <laughs> like, right. Like They've done no exploration to him and Butcher's backstory. <laughs> 
Right, because they're not interesting, I bet. Like, <laughs> uh, Mother's Milk, uh, what's your real name? James. I wish they'd stop calling me that. James. Like, what? did he drink his wife's they, boob milk and they're like, ooh. They call him M&M any, or M.M. anyway. Not even M&M, it's M.M. Yeah, which is the dumbest thing ever. And then the other guy, I Frenchy. don't even know his name. French? Frenchy, yeah. Okay, so I barely know his name. And he gets his name because he's... <laughs> French <laughs> and why he's like desirable like I, I just the whole the boys in quotes like the boys is butcher and the uh and Huey yeah and Starlight uh I don't, I, what's funny is like up until now, I wouldn't put Starlight in the boys. Like, I thought it was always literally yeah. the people who were in hiding, which is Billy, Huey, Kimoko, Frenchie, and Mother's Milk. I thought that was the boys. Kimoko's story that they went into this season was super interesting. I agree. Um, I thought, I love the whole brother dynamic. I wish he wouldn't have been gone. Because um, I like that whole, like, super villain storyline that they're selling but they also created i wanted to see more of that though i was hoping they created someone they couldn't handle right um but that didn't happen and it could still happen we don't know but uh yeah i, I really like kamiko's character though i didn't so i hate when they do this when someone dies let them be dead when you bring them back i, I get that that's one of her powers but when you bring them back it loses all of its oh, yeah. like weight and so I wish if Kamiko would have died at the end of season two, that would it would have been sad for my fandom, but it would have like it would have raised the stakes. Right. I expect them to to go all in on Kamoko next season. I mean, you got her and Frenchie's relationship even closer. We've we've actually seen something happen to her on screen. You know, we we got her backstory. And as to why her previous life is so tragic, and we get that. But right. season two was our time with Kamoko, and we actually got shit out of it. We got a family dynamic. And so I, I hope that she's like talking next year and just way more involved in, in what's going on. I think we do definitely have that to look forward to. Is it Kamoko? Kimo- I think it's like Kimoko, is how they pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. But that's yeah, also coming I've... from Frenchie, so I don't know what I'm saying. What, <laughs> what syllable right. I'm emphasizing that I shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say her name, but she's a great character. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens, I guess. I guess her and old Frenchie are going to have a baby. Yeah. I Also, speaking <laughs> of... Uh, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I... Oh, I was thinking about bringing people back. That's what it was. So... The scene when Homelander goes to the cabin and sees Elizabeth Shue's character, I I loved it. Like I I didn't know what was going on, obviously, but I was like, oh, if they find a way to like keep her around, bring her back, I actually was all for that. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but no, I, I would have hated it. I also loved the the sneak attack from uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. The guy who changes. Greg. Yeah, sure. The guy who can transform himself. Like that was just oh. a great. The mystique Ano-, guy. Yeah, it was another great insight Mimic. into yeah. It was another great insight into Homelander and just like how much fun you can have with these types of characters. And uh, I thought that reveal was genius. That's I what I too. thought was happening. Yeah. 
But when they actually, like, he transformed back into the guy and Homelander threatened him. <laughs> like, you go back so I can kiss you on the mouth. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was so fun. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, Mimic yeah. or whatever your name is. For sure. What's something that you want to talk about or discuss that we haven't gotten to yet? On the show? Uh, <laughs> the reason we're here? Yeah. Uh, I think we've covered all of it. What do you think about the music of the show? I I like it. I, I you know yeah. I'm just trying to recall what music is in this show. And That's I, right. You and are. so my answer is: you, Are you talking about like all the old, like the Billy Joel's and all that stuff? Everything. Well, well, I don't hear music when I watch this stuff. So, I mean, I think it's a cool little thing. That's like a super comic book thing. Like I I know that 100. percent Huey being a huge like Billy Joel fan is from the comic book, and I guarantee he wears a Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen shirt like in every panel. Um, yeah, I get that, but I mean, I like that little addition. <laughs> I think the music is great. I think the selections are great. I, I, something that we haven't really hit on is the whole Mave arc. Yeah, during this season, which I think was genius, and. Again, I'm a huge fan of what is that actress's name? Who plays Queen Maeve? Yeah, uh, I don't know because she's another. Uh, here, it's like know. a more attractive it Sarah is Paulson. Dominique McElligot. Yeah, she's great, and I love that she's gay yeah. for the fact of what the seven like stand for with morality and their weird like christian ties so i love that whole arc of her uh being a part of the lgbtq but not just like touted as savior all the time as you know a lot of times in media now um they would have handled it differently so i love that it was still a complicated character that you could identify with, like she has problems. She's apparently has problems with alcohol. Uh, she has problems with her, you know, relationships and having to be hidden, and then like choosing the wrong things sometimes. But then coming back and being the savior of the day. I just thought she was a really well handled like character, and it, it just goes to show that like they could have made all of the superheroes. <clears throat> eventually be that like Disney perfect whatever. Yeah. And I'm glad that they didn't. And I, I really resonated with just her struggling through that, like coming to the identity and then the company taking that and making it uh, capitalist, like right. capitalized off of it and used her. And so she, she could never stand on her own feet because Anytime she was rebelling, they just made it okay. And that, so I, I, I just thought it was really interesting how they handled it. That was one thing I was going to say about Stormfront, as a matter, matter of fact. And I, I was kind of confused as to if I should care about this or not. But it, I, I didn't really quite understand how Stormfront was able to openly rebel against Vought. And there were no yeah. other scenes about it uh, outside of her doing that. So I, I, there were like there was just no representation of like why she's doing it. Or well, no, we know why she's doing it, but I meant like the repercussions from it, and like how other people are trying to manage that. It's just never shown, right? Right. I, not that I can, in except for that redheaded um, Ashley assistant. Oh, so annoying. I hated her 
every scene she's in, I'm like, I hope you die right here. Yeah, because it's always the same. She's just like always like she never has a handle on anything, and that's all that she's really there for. Yeah, she's gross. Um, but yeah, no, I I I never saw her be like now Stormfront, right? Um, and it was all like a ploy. And then the real finale of the show, how that wraps up, my God, did you see it coming? No, not at all. I I didn't either. But now, then I went back and immediately rewatched that courtroom scene. Yeah. And uh, it's just so interesting how they're going to play on that, that it was, we were being controlled the entire time, which is such a good explanation of what's happening or a demonstration of what's happening in the real world. So to where, you know, media tells us what to believe. Our leader is an incompetent child. And, you know, everything is being controlled and spinned by politicians, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. But I hope you're on the not racist and terrible side. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Just throwing that out there, Arizona. Um, But, uh yeah, I just I just thought it was it was holding up a mirror to what's happening now. Yeah. Um and then you know you go back and you watch like the fact that what is what is that lady's name? The the politician lady who holds that rally and is Oh, uh is it the congresswoman? I, I can't yeah. remember her name right now. So, I can't either. But when she like never took her eyes off of Homelander. And you know, even when they seem to be working together, even if they don't know it, even from the shadows, like she's protecting herself because he could lose it at any time. Right. Um, I just thought that was such a cool turn. I don't know if that happens in the comics, nor do I care because no one's ever read the boys unless you're <laughs> a nerd. We've been over this. Right. Uh, but I, I would love to read it now just to see how different or similar it is. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's just a dark horse show. That is way better than it needs to be, and I can couldn't stop watching. Can't wait to see uh, what they're going to do next season. Any predictions? I don't know, but you just wrapped up this podcast. Are you trying to tell no. me you need to leave? No, I'm good. I'm just <laughs> saying, like overall reactions of the show is it definitely has no need to be this good. But it's one hundred percent, dude. I, like I, my first, I thought it was gonna be like some just like junky, trashy thing that we forgot about. Like you said, it was it was random to me. It was on Prime right. Video. I mean, I had no idea that it would be, you know, one of my favorite things in television right now. Like, it's crazy what how did, much I love it. What did you watch this on? Well, what do you mean, my, my like, TV? So you just. Do you do Roku? Do you have a smart TV? I have a Chromecast, so I beam it from my Prime Video on my phone. Gotcha. So the phone experience is different from the smart TV experience. Amazon is the worst user interface ever. It is. Like, and how they promote things is the dumbest in the entire... I I mean, it's it's even worse than Voodoo. Uh, (laughs) I like Voodoo. Uh, of course you do. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I just think it's, it was so hard to find every time because it's so full of just nothing. And nothing, everything looks exactly the same. All that to say is, um, that's why I didn't want to give the, the whole show a, a, a go. Yeah. Because of how bad, if if I find out a new show's on Prime Video, I'm already upset. 
because I have to deal with Prime's experience. And then Prime just got a podcasting service. Yeah. Uh, 2020? Hey, you get the podcast game now? So, yeah. Uh, but the budget I'm, I'm here for because this show had an enormous budget for a show that's so... Yeah. You know, slim pickings for for audience because it's and, nerds and losers like me, and they earned it. And it's no surprise to me at all that the boys is like the most watched show on Amazon Prime, and like the viewership is just as big as like um, it's big than most Netflix shows. Like it's it's uh, pretty cool, and uh, you know, I, I like to I, I'd like to know why I'm paying for all these streaming services, and the boys reminds me why I can take advantage <laughs> of. Uh, Prime video. Well, that comes with Prime. There's so many reasons to get Prime. But you That's know. right. Um, you asked what my predictions were. I don't have a lot of predictions because I don't like to do that. I think it's pointless. But I, like For I sure. said, I think we're definitely going to get more Komoko. I think that it's going to be fascinating to watch uh, Homelander's son uh, and see what they do with him because I, I do think it's going to be a lot of like, hey, does he – with how's Vought going to handle this situation? Does he become more of a villain or more of a hero? Like, I think that's going to be a big conversation. I I hope so at least. And um, more is Homelander his name Ray. Ryan? Yes, it is. Did you did you identify with him? No, I was never. I never had powers. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're oh, asking, like, true. because I saw him have a panic attack at a pizza place. Hey, I've had a panic attack at a sandwich shop, so mm. I uh, I did it in that in that sense, yes. But uh, he's he's already cooler than me, and he's like a, a third my age. Um, right. The other thing, I, I mean, you were talking about Queen Maeve, and I I agree. I loved what they what they did with her. She's kind of I, still though the most underserved main character. I think. I mean, oh, that's right. You're not doing a whole lot. And she's very rarely oh. – she, she doesn't seem to have much of an impact on the other characters. Like, the way that, like, Homelander, you know, works great with anybody going up against him. Like, her scenes don't really stand out if she's just, like, walking down the hall with uh, with Starlight. And I'll be frank. Oh, I mean, I th- we, we really don't care. I think care. they stand out. Oh, do you? She is I, so attractive. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's not what I'm saying. But – um. It's not like we care about Elena either. You know what I mean? Like Elena's or Black like, Noir. Elena's the mo- well. I think Black Noir is supposed to be like that. He's supposed to be ambiguous and weird and just like a, a, a spectacle thing. Like he, we don't really need to go into who Black Noir is, but <laughs> he he died. I he uh, ate a peanut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so what dumb. was I going to say? Oh, the the female character I gravitate to the most though is is Starlight easily, just because I think oh she's, yeah she's such a well rounded character and kind of like Anthony Starr and Homelander. I'm just like so taken with her as an actress. I think she's great. She reminds me a lot of Kate Mara, a lot of Kate Mara. Uh, maybe a little Selena Gomez in there, but is that an actress? Kate Mara. So she was the um what the journalist in House of Cards. She's, oh, okay. She's got, like, For dark sure. red hair. Um, the eye matter. A smoky voice. She, um, She's also Sue Storm in the terrible Josh Trank Fantastic Four. Never seen that. She's in Shooter. She with the... She's Shooter, Mark Wahlberg. No. Uh, Just look she... her up. Kate Mara. Fuck. Is she the girl that gets pushed into the train in that show, House of Cards? Yeah. 
Okay, then yeah, she's the I matter. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Okay, yeah. So anyway, Aaron, Aaron Moriarty reminds me a lot of Kate Mara. Yeah, I thought the, the only thing is, I still think Starlight is such a one dimensional character. Really? Yeah, because she. So she's one of my favorite characters on the show, given the whole Christian tie. Yeah. But she's always wanting to do the the right thing, and so I don't really uh, identify with that part of well, I my think they life. Explore, they explored that idea, though, uh, when they witnessed that, that van being hit by the semi, and she like literally couldn't do anything. I mean, I thought that was pretty powerful and meaningful to her character. No, sure, but she never, like... I don't know. She When I say one-sided, what I mean is... She always wants to do the right. Like, you've never seen her make a poor decision in terms of morality. Like, she always is trying to do the right thing, even when it's hard. Yeah, or, but it's not like you ever want her to, like, get caught, like, trying to sneak the compound V. And it's not like I, I don't get nervous when she's around other people. So it's it's I, like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't <clears throat> happen, I guess. But I think it's just because that's not what her character's about. Well, I also think like I was never. Well, I nervous guess it, it, I guess it is. To be fair, for this specific example, that is a huge part as to who she is. But I just don't think yeah. it's everything. I, I, I just never feared for her safety anytime she was on screen. Like I never, th- even when she was like in that poorly lit room or whatever. What soup do or, you are, are you afraid of though? That that they'll die. Yeah. A train every time he was on screen. <laughs> like the deep at any point could just OD and die. The the deep maybe. Yeah, I could I could see you. I could see the deep and then, just getting destroyed by somebody. Like I wish we would have gotten more from Lamplighter, not more of like him just sitting around watching porn. I agree. But like I I wanted to see more of his anything. Yeah. And I thought like while I could predict what was going to happen, I knew as soon as he tried to get Huey Howie involved that he was going to off himself. I knew it. Right. But to go and, like, how that was all triggered, I was just like, they, they could have done so much more with that. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Character. I loved Sean Ashmore. Ashmore. I loved Sean Ashmore <laughs> as Lamplighter because it was another great example of the boys commenting on the uh pre-existing superhero genre so yeah. you, you cast Iceman as a guy who who manipulates fire similar to pyro and x-men you have the whole batman v superman dawn of justice parody with the dawn of the seven and how ridiculous all that is it, it's yeah. always doing something like that homelander an obvious homage to superman except a psychopath um yeah wonder woman He's the bright Mabel. burn we deserved <laughs> there you go <laughs> I I um I I love that and that's another thing I I expect them to continue uh next season as well figure out how they're going to how they're going to pull that off because we all enjoy it so it's just a smart thing to do. But I think another example of that too I was reading about how the one of the female writers of the boys left Avengers Endgame 
and was so upset about the uh, shot of all the female Avengers coming together. She was like, oh, we definitely have to parody this. And that's where, like, Girls Get It Done and that fight scene all came from. It was uh, right. parodying Avengers Endgame. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I think is fun. And it also is just, like, exactly what the doctor ordered, I think, um, when it comes to pulling this conversation full circle. Just what superhero television has been. And a lot of it's been trying to be something that it's not. I think that's what a lot of your Netflix Marvel issues, uh, where that comes from. Yeah. Um, but it's like, we also, we've, we've matured out of certain tropes and now like the commentary I think is what's super important because there's already so many homages and parallels with Homelander, Superman, Queen Maeve, Wonder Woman, whatever, that it, it just has to, it just has to be a commentary. And I think that that's what the boys does the best is that you're always yeah. thinking about the boys twist on something that exists outside of it. I mean, I, I, at least I can't help but think about that. And that's, that's why I love it because it's like, you're watching a sequel to something, but like, it didn't have to like, it, you're obviously not, I guess, uh, because of, I, I just think it's special. And that's why I find it so entertaining. Did you at any point get nervous at the, at the finale that butcher was going to kill that kid? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was so nervous. I, I didn't know how, and it would have been a huge swing. I, I just literally didn't know how Butcher was going to kill that kid when the kid was ready to drop, you know, Homelander or Stormfront. So, um, jeez. But I, I mean, for a second, I thought they were actually going to show that when he gets up and you see that face. I was going to say, are we really going to get through this podcast without mentioning Billy Butcher or Huey Campbell anymore? Yeah, I so that's what I was thinking. I was like, we have not talked about Butcher enough. Yeah. Um yeah, I think his character's really I mean, he's kind of one-dimensional too. He's just hell-bent on revenge. But uh I mean, eventually, if if we follow things logically, he's going to kill that kid. That kid's got to go. Right. If he if he's going to kill all soups. And especially now that he doesn't have a tether. So Homelander doesn't have a tether that's mirrored in Butcher no longer having a tether unless you count that boy that they just took away. I yeah, I was I was like I don't know actually how you feel about this. I think he is the tether though. I don't I don't think he's gonna that well that's what's gonna be so conflicting. Is now he's gonna have to explain to this kid, I wanna kill all soups, but like not you. I mean, that's a great dynamic that I it, definitely it's think even better and I would identify with it more if he tells the kid he is going to kill the kid <laughs> and, then, and then they have that kind of like relationship of the kids like please don't kill me and butcher's like i've got to. yeah um but yeah i just think they're going to try and make butcher more human and i don't want that i want butcher to always be this terrible you know pain in the butt <laughs> character who's one-sided wants to kill and then like even even in that scene where he's talking to the kid yeah. and he's trying to be like, remember what I said, and the kid you know, says what he says, uh, d don't be a jerk. Um, we'll edit that a little. But uh, I, I don't think that they're going to have a, 
a happy-go-lucky, you know, what relationship they, from here on What if out. they never show that kid again? <laughs> they just, like, they just That's ship a Marvel them, move. I was going to say, they just ship them right off the island like Walt on Lost. Like, they That's just right. are not dealing with kids anymore. It, they just <laughs> Everything that we've talked about, the great potential for this storyline just doesn't exist at all. Yeah, they find out that the kid died in, in testing. <laughs> um yeah, I I can't wait to see Homelander kill that kid. Yeah, uh, and then that sets Butcher off on another thing. I mean, that's the logical place to go. But I'm with you that I am so sick of pundits who act like they know what's going to happen next season, <laughs> and they're like, "No, this is going to happen. That won't happen. You stupid idiot!" Because of this. Yeah, and you're like, "Hey." anything could happen. Right. Um, we're not writing on the show. They're yeah. not going to ask Stuckman what he thinks. <laughs> um, so Are people still asking him what he thinks? I didn't really. I, I have no clue. I, th- that's the only pundit I can think of. Him and like Johns. <laughs> Jeremy Johns. Whatever yeah. that guy's name is. I, don't, so I, don't I, I literally have no context for those people anymore. Yeah, and they're fine. I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying like... For the people that act like, no, there's no way possible this can think, you stupid idiot. How could you ever? Um, and it's just nerds being nerds, yeah. uh, you know. But all that, if, if you're a fan of the comic, that's great, but I'm sure they've already deviated from it. Yeah. I'm sure th- certain elements are the same, but, you know, eventually they're going to run out of content, I guess. I don't know how long The Boys has been around as a comic book. Um, I'm not, I don't go to comic book stores. And you know what? No one else does either. Um, or not a huge faction of people, but, uh, I'm really thankful for, again, for the show. It reminds me of, it's not in the same like narrative, but it's the same kind of like everyone wants to go and read it now that Watchmen yeah. had. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think I hope the show brings to, cause I, I do enjoy comics. I am a nerd. Um, I have several leather bound books. No, I've said several, like, uh, what do they call them? Graphic novels. Um, and so that's how I like to take stuff in. But if you expect me to go monthly to find out what happens to, uh, black noir, it ain't going to happen. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I love the show. I think it's really smart. I think it's really well done. Um, and I am so excited to see these characters again and I hope it's not too much, you know, a huge weight. Right. Um, and what a dark horse show again to it. Because you said, is this show, I didn't realize this show is as popular as it is. Yeah. So it's the most watched Amazon show? I think it's the most watched Amazon show, and its reported numbers were equal to certain Netflix things, which I would never expect. Like, if you just told me a Prime Video show was as big as a Netflix show, I would never believe you. Um, but that's apparently like, is the this case. Thir- this isn't like 13 Reasons Why big. Um. I, I don't well you know quantifiably maybe maybe not well maybe not as much with like younger people because like Thirteen Reasons Why has younger people I guess but I mean I I think it's huge for Amazon like I guarantee mm. I would not bet against getting at least three more seasons like five or six it, it oh, is a be. massive it is a massive success for Prime Video. So it's like they're Breaking Bad. Yes, it's they're the Breaking beginning. Bad or Mad Men. Like if they're AMC, Walking gotcha. Dead, it is definitely that. Well, good for them. Yeah. Fix your user experience. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I think we yeah. we did a pretty good job kind of running out of that conversation. That's right. Because we're great. 
Yeah, we are. <laughs> Overall home run. I, I so far, I think it's easily my my favorite show of the year. I'd have to think about that a little bit more. I, I've it's mm. been easier to track movies, and not that I've seen a whole lot in the past six months, but it's been easier to track with movies because I've been updating my letterbox. But I've kind of forgotten the TV that I've watched this year, honestly. So, yeah. um, but as far as I can tell, it's my favorite show of the year, and it definitely is one of my favorite things. Period. So, did did Ozark come out this year? It did, and I, actually, that's a great season that's two. Uh, actually, I will I will leave off. I don't think the boys season two is as good as the first season. Did you? I agree. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. But I do think it's still great. Yeah. So, but the first season is the introduction to it. There was there was and nothing like opening up that world the way that it did. I mean, it was kind of right. like everything was like surprising to me i had my eyes wide every time i watched an episode of the boys the first season just because i kind of couldn't believe all of it was happening and now i'm just getting the next chapter i do think there is a difference yeah i i definitely agree first season is better but this season is still super solid it's not like a game of thrones thing where like season three was really great and season eight sucked um but uh yeah i hope it you know, the the worst thing they could do for it now is to get too much executive into it and, like, try and predict what the people want. They just need to let Seth Rogen and that whoever Goldberg guy <laughs> just keep doing what they're doing because it's, it's fantastic. Right. right. I, I agree. Um, Boom! Did this podcast live up to your expectations? It's our first conversation in six months. <laughs> in six months. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I... I'm just always it's so much fun to podcast with you Ryan because you're just completely the opposite of me uh <laughs> in in every way uh but uh yeah it was a lot of fun it's great to be here on watch me watch me diary I, and, I don't know uh, what that joke is but do you know that song watch me watch me what's how one? old I am is there more than one I I think I might yeah I think I know what you're talking about okay Anytime I hear watch Ryan, number, the first thing I think about is my kid watches this show. Uh, it, it's Ryan plays or Ryan's toys or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so I think about that. But then I think about your face. That's right. And it brings me so much joy. Thank you so much. That's right, baby. I, I'm glad you were here, too. Like I said, I, I freaked out when I heard you say that you were watching The Boys. I was like, yes, someone to it's podcast so with about The Boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Such a great show. Such a great podcast. Such a great new channel. Oh, and Ryan, I'm really, I really am. I mean this. So get ready for a sincere moment. All right. You piece of trash. Okay. Uh, is I'm really excited to see what you're going to do with this. And uh, and how you're going to cover media and and all that stuff. I think that you are when you are energized by something. I love to watch how you do and why you do what you do. Interesting. And uh, I'm really interested to see what comes next. Well, I will first thank you, and second, manage your expectations a little bit because <laughs> I, I, I've been very vocal about like finally wanting to get get like finally do my own thing, finally separate myself from the conversation. the 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 term I used all the time was like, "What did I always used to say?" <laughs> oh, the film space. That's the word we'd always use. The, this uh. space, blah, 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 blah. And I, I think the changes 
are, are really just because I'm energized again. So it's definitely going to be like I'm putting out content versus not putting out content. There's that obvious difference. There's also this newfound energy. There's also like I get excited about little things, but like the branding. So I'm like excited about the brand sure. name and my Twitter handles all being the same and my logo and designing stuff. Like I get excited all about. It. So I'm having fun doing all that. But I think the biggest difference is just literally it comes in the attitude. So like in six months, we might look at the YouTube channel and just be like, oh, that's exactly what he was already doing at Movie House and Sight and Sound. But it, it, it will have been because I had this newfound attitude and and just got another, you know, creative kickstart, if you will. So it's like, yeah, it, it might be the same, but uh, it's all in the fact that, like, I wasn't beholden to anything. So it's like those metaphorical chains that I had on me um, are just going to be gone. So I'm I'm hoping that that comes through. Yeah, you're the most uh, held down by chains man in America. <laughs> and so I'm so thankful that you finally shed those chains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works on so oh. many levels. We could talk about white privilege. We could talk about the fact That's that right. it sounds like we're writing rock lyrics. I mean... <laughs> That's right, baby. Yeah. The most, Ryan Snelling, the most depressed man in America. <laughs> We'll have oh, to man. we'll have to do a podcast for Borat when it comes out. Oh, one hundred percent, dude. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't already, I recommend a rewatch for the first one. I did that last yeah. week. Um, the naked fight. <laughs> it's still just amazing. Um, I cannot wait. I, perfect. Oh. I'll sign you up, and maybe we can talk about Borat too. Sounds great. All right, thanks, man. Where, if you want people to find you, oh can yeah, they fi- can they find you online? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Brando Big Mouth. I also have another podcast called Burn This Record, where me and a friend who are a lot alike, but we never agree on music. Even if we like the same band, we like different albums. But uh, we make each other listen to our favorite records and get their opinion on them. And so far, we've covered bands like uh, Frank Ocean. We've covered uh, Blink-182. We did a... uh, RK Fire record. Eventually, we're going to get a record that Ryan's heard of, which was a great joke he sent me. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So check us out. We're on uh, Instagram and Facebook and everywhere you get podcasts that just burn this record, all one word. Dope. You can find me at watch underscore Ryan underscore Ben working on my letterboxed. I go through phases where I get super obsessed with it and then I don't for a while. And so I'm, I'm trying to get back into it because I'm excited about watching all the movies that I've missed so far. I made a wish list. So you can find all that stuff on my letterbox at watch underscore Ryan underscore. This is the watch diary podcast. If you're listening on the watch Ryan YouTube channel, you can find this podcast feed wherever you get podcasts. Spotify is my preferred one, but it's available everywhere. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, know that this goes to the Watch Ryan YouTube channel. I'm currently filming a video series. I haven't edited or put any of them out yet. I am editing a video series where I'm showing my friend Ernesto, who has zero context and knowledge about modern superhero movies. I've been watching so many with him, filming his reactions and his takes, because uh, it's just a whole <laughs> new world and he's experiencing it for the first time. So that's going to be like the first true video content that Brando says he's excited for for the Watch Ryan YouTube channel. So definitely that's right. check that out. And Watch Diary has its own social media at Watch Diary Pod. I don't know if we're going to be using it a lot, but uh, it's there. 
This is the second official episode of Watch Diary. Uh, if you're not counting the announcement that I made or whatever, and Brando, you were the second guest, and uh, mm. I hope there's uh, many more podcasts like this on here. I agree, buddy. All right. Have a good night, man. I love you. Love you, too.